You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dad's After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dad's After Show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just clumming it up in here, no big deal. We made our own theme songs for dads. Yeah, Bing is for doing, and we are here at After Buzz TV for you doing another recap of Dad Season 1, Episode 2. Heck of a job, Brownie. Bob Bam. I am your host, Lauren Leonelli, and here with me is. I am at Jin the Jew. <laughs> I just got a haircut and got a tan. Jen, so. you look different. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I've been in the sun a lot this you weekend. You have, Jen. You yeah. have. And I had to change up the hairstyle a you little did. bit. So. Got it. But viewers, tell me if you like it. You know, tweet in. Let us know. Do you like my new look? Aw. Anyways, I'm Kevin John. But you already knew that, so. You could tell, I'm sure. But Jen, <laughs> Jen the Jew will be back next week, if for all of you wondering, and for all of you that miss her. But she did watch this episode, and she loved it, I'm sure, as you all did as well. I personally thought that this episode was, we all talked about last week, that, you know, we think the show's funny. It pushes the envelope. It's great. We're all Seth MacFarlane fans. We love everybody. It felt like a pilot. That's totally standard, typical, not bad or good. It just did. They introduced the characters. Still totally made me laugh. This episode, however, I felt was hysterical. I and and I'll just say overall, I really felt like I saw all of the actors really going for it, and especially um, Camilla and uh, uh, um, Veronica. Veronica, okay. The assistant um, played by uh, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on her name. I, I don't. I forgot her name as well. But uh, we're going to ask one of anyway, our producers to get us that no, information. No, I'll remember in a second. I just my, this is why because my brain is going like seriously a thousand miles an hour with this. I thought this episode thousand, was hysterical. So, senior brain's going a thousand miles an hour. Just I don't know to where tie to start. it in with this episode. Did you have some pop before? No, you No, I didn't. Here today? But if I did, it wouldn't make me be going a thousand miles an hour. I would be dazed. Very. <laughs> relaxed. <laughs> As you saw all of the boys very relaxed when they had their pot off, which we'll get to. But the episode opens and we see they're trying to come up, as always, with game ideas. This mm-hmm. is just something they do all the time. This is their job. And they're feeling like they don't, they're, they're not having ideas. And, and Seth Green's character, uh, Eli, is the brains behind this. You know, Veronica comes in and she says, okay, we need a game. We need a game. We need an idea. And he is feeling like he just can't. Everything he's throwing out is really boring. And they come to realize that they don't think that he's living up to his potential because he's not stoned. What do you think about that, So what do you do when you don't live up to your full potential? You go out and get yourself a nice fat blunt to roll up, smoke it, or just put it in brownies. Um, (laughs) Kids, if you're listening, that's not the way to life. Only when you're after 21. Or if you have a medical marijuana license. There you go. There you go. Which clearly all these <laughs> characters do have. Okay? You know, 
I was going to say, when you kind of when you were talking about the episode and this one being hysterical with everything, I personally think this episode probably had more improvisation and ad-libbing. It did. That, I mean, some of these scenes, honestly, it felt like the directors put on the camera and said, guys, go. Like, Well, I know was- that happens a lot. And, um, you know, I have a little insider tip on the show. Ooh. And I do know that Again, Martin Mull, who last time we talked, the last episode, we talked about his his line that he threw out there that was, um, if I knew it was pronounced Shiite Muslim, then that line was totally improv as I'm sure there's a lot of other things. There's a lot of things we don't see, two scenes that get cut because of time or laughs or whatever. But um, I know that the the opening scene, in fact, that he improved the, um, uh, you know, he came into the, the office and was trying to sell his penguin meat idea to his son Warner oh, yeah. and then he also offered the it looked like a sandwich or something with <laughs> like penguin meat in it to Eli and then he, he said he didn't want it and he said it's free making a joke based on the Jewish culture which clearly is what this show does they they pick at races and cultures and sex <laughs> and all that and too bad Jen the Jew's not here yeah, talk she, about it with us she can totally defend her bad day honor to miss right I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I'm saying that's the joke. And um, that was totally improv. That was all and improv. And so was the, the happy feet line as well at the end when he said happy feet and walked off. Oh. So clearly this guy, I mean, this is why this, another reason why this show is good is because he, Martin Mull is such a seasoned actor. Like mm. that's the kind of gems you're getting all the time and you don't even realize. I mean, think about when you know that and if you guys ever watch it back. It's funny to watch Seth Green naturally react. I mean, he just laughed. Like, he stayed in character. Obviously, he's a seasoned professional actor as well. But it was a very natural, organic laugh. Like, it's all... I just like watching shows like this. I always talk about that, where it looks like everybody's just having fun. The show's fun. Don't take it too seriously. People freak out about the, like, racist, you know, undertones. Whatever. I mean, like you said last time, if you're watching the show, I mean, you know, know, you know what to expect. So in other words, if you're a right-wing conservative, this may not be the show for you. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, or if you're the president of NAACP. If you're Rush Limbaugh, don't tune in. Exactly. And who <laughs> wants to even talk about him anyway? Um, <laughs> so not a fan. Um, so, so okay, so this scene's funny to me when they, they, they get Seth Green and they kind of sandwich him in there and they're like, you are disappointing us. And it's almost obviously like the opposite talk you would have if you found out somebody was on drugs. But it's the opposite. And they talk him into getting high again. And, you know, it's funny you bring up that point because that was the same thing I got from it. It's usually like the motivational talk. You're trying to get somebody who is an addict or, you know, trying to rehabilitate themselves. And they're giving the same kind of talk to him like, okay, you can do it. We believe in you, but you have to stop. Or actually, it's at a stop. You You have have to to start. start getting on these drugs and, and eli stuff. eli uh warner was the guy that was like you know it was almost like the father figure like we're really disappointed in you <laughs> and and then um we had veronica on the other side going like peer pressuring so she was like the peer pressure and he was like the disappointment he obviously you know eli ends up caving decide i'm gonna i'm gonna do this you know i'm gonna take this pop brownie home i'm gonna do this for the good of the company yeah. He does so. and to sacrifice yourself what for the company. What a sacrifice. Right? And his uptight father <laughs> eats the brownie. And we see how pleasant he becomes. Man. Yeah. He's on cloud nine. You on know? cloud nine. He's relaxed. He's not as grumpy. And 
Eli figures this out. He's like, holy mother of God, this brownie was amazing. And I'm going to keep drugging my father because he's tolerable. And he almost, <laughs> his goal is, is that he really wants to like feel a connection with his father. And he also really wants to feel that his father loved his, his mother, mother and he wants him to say it. And, you know, this show, it's a sitcom. It has to have a tender moment and they still make it funny, but you know, that was the goal of his character. This episode was like mm. how to get through this and how to get, how to keep drugging his dad. So a, he's tolerable, but B, he really wants him to say, I love your mom. So he can validate everything that just will make everything better in this guy's mind. Right. So all of the, you know, crap that he had to put up with his dad and that they complain about throughout the episodes and the season, I'm sure, you know, it'll make that all better. If he can just say, I loved your mother. Yeah, you know, you, you saw that he was obviously dedicated to that part uh, or dedicated to getting that response from his dad throughout the whole episode, which I, you know, thought was funny. But, uh, you know, getting back to, I guess, kind of setting it up, like yeah. when he when he found out how, I guess you could say, relieved, happy, free spirit his dad became, obviously, you know, his partner in crime mm -hmm. was wondering, hmm, maybe I should get my dad some. Right. You know? I think he, yeah, it, it's kind of like they're thinking, okay, how, how can, you know, how can we make this better for everyone here? You complain exactly. about your dad too. So, of course, Warner brings home the brownie and drugs his dad. <laughs> we find out in the process, though, that. Uh, and, and we've seen and feel a little bit like Camilla wears the pants in the family here. Like oh, the clearly. last episode, you know, I mean, Giovanni's character is definitely the submissive one in comparison. We saw a taste of that in the pilot. But now here is the episode where we really get to see Camilla, like, take charge. And she I, wears the pants. And I think she's so good at it, too. <laughs> um, and She even took charge in the bedroom. Oh. Oh, yeah. And, wow. And, and, you know, it's interesting because uh, Camilla's character is definitely, like, again, more of the man in the fact that we even find out that she watches a lot of porn on her computer, which is typically a male thing to yeah. do. So yeah. we find this out and we find out that all of a sudden Warner, you know, uh, Camilla goes to take the laptop and, is, and he goes, no, I want to be your laptop tonight. And then I think that's where I in this episode saw his little light bulb go off like this is when I'm going to use the brownie to my advantage because now I can distract my father. They were interrupted having sex before by him. Clearly, he stays up all night doing stuff. He keeps him awake. This is the this is what he's going to do. Now he has a specific thing. Oh, this is what I want to use it for to yeah. distract my dad. So he leaves the brownie and we hear the next day at the office that he had amazing Raunchy, sex with his wife. Wild animal Discovery Channel type. She scratched off five of the seven layers of the skin on his back, right? His epidermis was missing. I mean, <laughs> that sounds cray cray. And he was super excited about it. He was like, I think, didn't he walk into the office with his arms raised in the air? Like, see, coming from a man, I don't know how excited I would be about that if I know my woman manhandled me in the bed. As far as being a man, if there's one place that we want to be the man right. and in control, it's in those sheets. Oh, no. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's nice, you know, for a little bit for a of woman domination to take charge, yeah. every now and then to mix it up. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, what men do. But he was a little too excited about the fact that I she, know. It's like, if anything, that would kind of make me feel emasculated. Of course. Uh, you know. But I think that, and you're right, and I get that, but I think that's what makes it funny. And that's, <laughs> I think, why sitcoms often do this with, and we talked about this last um, week where they often make the woman like the one in control and the man like kind of always begging for something 
usually sex. Reverse the roles, yeah. Um, And so I think that's kind of what makes it comical. And I think even the visual of of Vanessa and Giovanni, it like she is like super in control. She's got like great facial expressions and she just seems like she's in charge. Just visually looking at them. Speaking and, of visually, I, I can't even visually see her picking him up and having I don't even know how that would work well, with a man and a woman. I don't know. Maybe she's really strong. But uh, <laughs> the visual of it is funny. I mean, clearly, you know, she's a woman and she probably really couldn't do that. But, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. the visual idea of it is funny. And so we see that now they're both super excited that they've drugged their fathers and that they have this great control over them. Because you have to realize the fathers came into their lives and kind of took control of their lives. And they the out-of-control feeling they don't like. It's giving them anxiety. They're complaining about it. They feel like children again. Now they're like, we've gained control. We've drugged our fathers. We're back to normal. Things right. are great. Well, Camilla finds out about this, and sh- she has a little bit of a problem with it. That was a funny scene too. I loved the like the turn that Vanessa chose to do when she found out about the drugs, <laughs> the facial expression, and then that's when you know, like that woman is in control. He ran out of there. She chased him oh out. Oh my god. That was hilarious. It was so funny. <laughs> so funny. It was very, you know, slapsticky comedy. It was good. And um, and then you know, they all talk about it. They're like, okay we, you know, we were drugging you guys. Sorry. And of course the dads, you know, they, they think the dads have no idea. The dads knew the whole time. They're like, we were bo- we were like alive Born in the, in the 60s. Sto- yeah, right? Come on. Like, we know what's going on here. And we could part, we could like smoke pot, smoke you under the table, and they decide to have a pot off, and this is where things get crazy. So they put the first they, of they all have to be the coolest dads alive to have a pot off. Or have you ever stonest. smoked pot with your dad? Oh, all the time. No, you haven't. I never. Some have. people do. I've never some even drank with my father. Some people's fathers smoke pot. Hey, we don't judge. Hey, whatever, whatever makes your father, saying. daughter, son relationship more merrier. Some. People do it. I'm not saying I know who they those people might be, but I'm just saying some people's dads smoke pot. So that could be normal, right? Very much so, and, apparently. Uh, so this happens here on this episode. They decide to put the entire plate of brownies. Now, I don't know about you, but like one brownie for like – I mean those are big brownies. That – when you – okay. Break it down. When you – eat ingest marijuana it's different it, it physically hits you differently than when you smoke it it enters your bloodstream differently it's supposed to be more potent that way when you just, eat it just so our listeners know this is from personal experience this right? is from reading about it yeah I bet, wikipedia yeah. and um so i don't do drugs okay people marijuana is like i know they call it the gateway drug it is very mild and i don't do it yeah, you just smoke it. I've done it before, okay? But I'll also, no, I do, this is actually just uh, based on knowing or hearing yeah. from other people. Everyone in L.A. has a friend who's a pothead. It's if just, you eat the marijuana, the pot, if you will, it enters your bloodstream and it's more potent. So, um, and obviously it's done that way to be used for medicinal purposes or whatever, if need be. But those brownies were huge, okay? And there was like <laughs> four of them. And they ate them all. And you see the progression of how high they get as the brownies disappear, disappear from the plate. And it gets to the point where Giovanni, where Warner is like in a fort 
hiding in a fort and he slips a note out like he they're all just toast but the the boys are trying to win they're trying to beat their dads first of all I thought the whole time the dads are totally going to win. Now, just so, just so they know, what what were they playing for? What was the pot off for? What was at stake here? Wasn't it just to see who was? Is the I don't think uh, there was there wasn't was anything there specific. I, I believe, and if we're wrong, call in yes. or Bing it or tweet us or whatever. But I believe that it was just to show like we're cool. We can smoke you guys under the table. No, you can't. And. We're oh, going to prove you wrong. Yeah, it was right? because, yeah, um, What's-His-Face's dad was trying to say that, you know, he's a wussy and all this other stuff. Because Eli was in it from the get-go. Warner's dad was to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Warner's dad was, because Warner yeah. didn't want to do this. Exactly. He was like, we don't Warner need to do this. Come on. He was, he's afraid of Camilla. Yeah. Okay. Um, and. He needs to get some cojones on him. Yeah, but it's funny that he doesn't, it's funny <laughs> that he doesn't have balls, I think. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I mean obviously want, that's his yeah. character. So. And it might be funny if one day, if all of a sudden one episode he comes out and like steps right? out of his shell and has some balls yeah. and then gets in big trouble or something. You know, like it's it's Camila gonna, would cut him yeah, if he did that. No, it, it could be funny to see him step out, but I like watching Giovanni play that guy. Yeah. Well, he kind of is that guy, right? I mean, I don't know him, but he plays characters that are like that guy. So anyway, so they, they, um, I personally thought one of the funniest parts of this episode was when Seth tried to get Seth Green's character, Eli tried to get Warner out of the, the fort that he made and jumped on it and like bounced off. (laughs) And then he was in the refrigerator. And then finally they, you know, they kind of all calm down from their crazy high, and we see the end, the goal of Eli's character. He sits down, he talks to his dad, and he says... They share a nice moment, They by share the way. a nice moment. Very nice moment. Where he, he kind of realizes, um, you know, Eli's dad kind of realizes, well, you're trying to get me to say that you, you know, I love your mother, and I really want to tell you I don't think I ever really loved anybody, which doesn't surprise you because he's so cold. Um, and then he says, except for once you were born. And that was cute. That, you know, that's honestly a great line for any father that watched. I it mean, that's is. just, that's incredible. Right. Impeccable writing there. But yeah, you know, and I, I really like this emotional moment be, uh, between them. Right. Because yeah, you know, obviously it's, you know, it's a comedy throughout the whole show. It was silly, but. Right. It's, you you kind of need this conclusion at the end just you to do. bring it around. You they know. Ra- they wrapped it up and. It was a nice tender moment and you you want to see a sensitive side to Eli's father because he's very cold and but that's what makes him funny and it was nice to see the dads kind of go off and and um you know act high and crazy and sing their little song about the Eskimo and the snow and that it was funny um and How did that song go again? The Eskimo snow stole our snow. snow. Oh, we just butchered yeah, it. Totally it was did. good. <laughs> it was funny. It was cute. It was quirky. I liked watching all the characters really kind of just be crazy. Um, I think that uh, it was funny to see Veronica take a little turn. She got a little more power. I liked her snarkiness. And um, I am looking forward to watching them continue to just go for it. Go, and it's yeah. obvious that they're doing that. The improv's funny. I really enjoyed this episode. 
and I'm super excited to see what's happening next. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know, it, it, and that's the thing I like about these kind of shows is you they're they're unpredictable in the sense you never know how far they're going to go well, yeah. the next time. I mean, they're known for pushing the envelope, but I mean, it's, are they going to explode through it next time? There's I mean, always those what, zingers that get you, and they were yeah. they were always in them. So I'm sure next week there's going to be a couple of them. Um, but. You know, all these actors are doing a lot of press because the show's just starting. So let's get into some news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Just a little on Giovanni Ribisi. Of course, we've been seeing them do their rounds on um, on Arsenio Hall and all the late night shows. And Giovanni was recently on Chelsea Lately. And he kind of touched on, you know, everybody being super up in arms and offended by, you know, their racist jokes. And he... Um, he said, you know, as much as these people are ringing their bells about, you know, being offended and what have you, they're all the same people that are really laughing too, which I think is a good point, mm-hmm. um, because the jokes are funny. And, um, he also said, you know, what's so offensive about it? Um, honestly, all of us are just kind of like, go F yourself at this point. I think they're all overhearing it. It's like, you know that Seth MacFarlane is going to make a show that is like, we've seen, I mean, come on, do you not watch Family right. Guy? Did nobody see Ted? Like, everybody knows what to expect, so stop talking about it. It just gives them something to talk about. It's like the Miley Cyrus effect. Everyone just wants to talk about it. And it doesn't, re- it's just, I'm kind of over everyone talking about the offensive humor. It is what it is. And people still watch. Like we said, the pilot episode had 5.6 million viewers. So, I think what's most shocking is that People are sitting here raising their eyebrows, acting like they're shocked about what Seth MacFarlane did when clearly you know his history. Did you expect yeah. him to make a show on Bible study? I mean, I mean come on. And clearly. even if he did, that would be probably pretty crazy. Yeah, but I'm sure in all it. fairness, the show is still a multicam sitcom. It's not that bad. Really, it's not that bad. It's funny here and there. They've got some offensive jokes. Deal with it. All right. It's nothing worse than going to a stand-up comedy club and seeing... Yeah. I mean, really. It's, it's, it, at least they brought that to your TV set. And I'm sure you guys all love watching anyway, so keep tuning in and watching. And by the way, for all of you watching and tuning in, please... Go on to iTunes, rate and comment, tell a friend, keep the conversation going. We're talking about this show because we know you guys watch it and you're like, I'm dying to hear what people are saying. We want to hear what you're saying. So thank you for tuning in and listening. And once you're on iTunes, you can get Serial Buddies. Obviously, you're here watching this because you love comedy and there's no other better comedy to suit all your comedic bones like Serial Buddies. That's right. Absolutely hysterical film. Has uh, Maria in there, Christopher Lloyd in there. Um, pretty much every comedic personality and, um, the from Fonz. the last few decades, yeah. the Fonz, mm-hmm. any and everyone that you want is in there. Please go check that out. Support. You can also buy it overline at Target, at Walmart, at Best Buy. It's, very, or, it's readily available for, for exactly. you. So, so just, accessible. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And let's do some predictions. <laughs> hmm. You're after Buzz. I'm formulating a prediction right now. Yeah, me too. I'm kind of, you know, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to jump on what you're kind of wishing for. And I'm going to say that I think Giovanni Ribisi's character, Warner, is going to try and grow some balls. And he's going to (laughs) get shot down big time. And it could be really funny to watch, like, Camilla kind of let him do his thing and then get him in the end. Because she would. She would totally get him. Yeah, that that, that would be hysterical, matter of fact. Um, Yeah, you know, my my thing is I, I... I really don't know what to predict. I guess the only thing that I am going to predict is that um, you, the assistant girl, what's mm-hmm. her name Veronica? again? Veronica. 
I predict that she is going to have some kind of ridiculous um, scene, conversation, or something for the next episode. Because I see they're kind of building her they character They are building up. her. And I, I, I'm just waiting for that, you know climatic moment with she, her. Like, she had a good line this episode where he said something about um, the, the, oh, when we when we get married or something and she said, well, that's not going to happen because I, I would have kill killed you. myself. Yes! And, and yes! Then, so, yeah, so I'm dying to see her kind yes! of like go for it too. So let's let's go for the girls next. Camilla and Veronica next episode. We want to see them doing something. We're predicting that they're going to be something <laughs> big. That's right. Great, great episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And Jen the Jew will be back next week, so yes. I'll shout her out. You can find her at Jen the Jew on all of the social media. I'm Lauren Leonelli. You can find me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and my website. I am Kevin John. You can find me on Twitter at Hey Kevin John on Instagram, same thing, Facebook, Kevin John Peters, and my website is <laughs> KevinJohn.com. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. We will see you next week. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! Views of Kevin Corey are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.